Hey friends, can't wait till Wednesdays to get your Modern Mamas fix. Join us on Patreon. You can choose your tier and when you subscribe, you'll get bonus content, early access to retreat, first peeks at new swag, plus shout outs and even real time monthly virtual hangs with us. Visit patreon.com forward slash modern mamas podcast to check it out and support the podcast. It truly means the world to us. We are so grateful for you and for this community. I love mama. Welcome to the Modern Mamas Podcast. We're two modern mamas with the goal to inspire, empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, and joy, no matter your journey, gender, or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Evie Wilder. And I'm Jess of Hold the Space Wellness. I'm a level one CrossFit trainer, a licensed and certified athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology and mama to Baron Camille. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here. Hello, and welcome to a catch-up episode of the Modern Mamas podcast. We're your hosts, Jess and Laura. (laughs) It felt like a while since we've done one of these. I don't know why. Maybe I've been like anticipating this one or something, but it's really felt like a long time for me. Yeah. And it it feels like there's a lot. There's like, I I feel like there's a lot to talk through today with this catch-up. And we know we had a Patreon episode that went live last week. Where we shared a bunch of, I mean, y'all, if you're if you're tuning into our podcast weekly, regularly, please join us over on Patreon. We share a lot more over there. And like you are our people. Like if you're turn, mm-hmm. tuning in weekly, there's just so much more goodness in Patreon. So consider and it's not it. like we're like specifically keeping things from this community. It's just like that feels like such a safe space. And I know we've said this before, where we just we share things sooner. We share like more intimate feelings that might feel too vulnerable in such a public space. And so it's not like we're like, Ooh, let's save this just for Patreon. It's more like, let's share what feels really good to share there. Totally. And I feel like I process a lot more in real time on page in Patreon. You know, a lot of times these catch up episodes is like we've processed and now we're sharing, (laughs) you know, And with Patreon, it's like, I mean, I shared something super vulnerable last week that I'll probably share here today because I processed it. But I was like, literally just like bubbled up. And I was like, I can't believe I'm actually talking about this. It was like in the last five minutes, we were like kind of signing off. And then it was like, there we go. (laughs) Yeah, which, you know, I'm so glad I did because I've already gotten some responses from the episode from our Patreon crew, just like, you're not alone, which Mm -hmm. is so powerful. Like, I don't think people understand how powerful, or maybe you do. But understand how powerful, like, just, like, I don't need anyone to, like, fix it or solve it most of the time. It's just, like, saying, hearing someone say, like, hey, I see you. I've been there. And it's, like, it's, like, a a weight is being lifted. So, yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. We're not supposed to walk through the hard shit or the really joyful shit alone. Right. Like, we are supposed to share that. And, you know, the past year has been so isolating for so many people. And I know we've heard from many listeners who talked about how like this has been kind of a space where they've felt connection and they found like-minded people. And even in the months where they've just felt so utterly alone physically, you know, they've still had connection. So we feel the same way. So we, we show up here and we talk and we share things and it helps us just as much as it helps so many of, you know, so many of you, as you've shared with us. So I just want to make sure to throw that out there, like having the space to share and like have that cathartic release is so powerful. Yeah. 100%. And like, it's just the more we move through this life and time and, you know, struggles together, the more, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? The more like assured I get that this is a good space. This is a safe space. And like I said, it doesn't mean that we're all, everyone tuning in or you or me necessarily agree on every single thing that we (laughs) you know, all of our thoughts and opinions and, you know, what we do for our families and stuff. But it just, it, it continues to show me that it's a safe space, that that's okay. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's okay. And 
Laura and myself, I guess I'm kind of speaking for you, but like, we're not going to attack you for thinking differently. So like, we're here for conversations. And I, I don't know, I just feel like that is so few and far between these days, you know? Totally. And we had that like small bout, I feel like there was like a two month span where we got a handful of reviews that were, they, they came across as an attack for sure. Like not only on our content, but on our characters. And that was, I know rough for each of us kind of in, in waves, which is always good when like, you have a harder time with something. And then like, I kind of have a harder time. I kind of got angry <laughs> and I don't want to speak for you, but sometimes I think it, you kind of get pushed towards anxiety and I get pushed towards like fiery. Like I get, I get kind of mad. And in any case, we, that was like a short span. And then I feel like since then it's been interesting. I don't know, because we kind of vocalized our feelings on the podcast a bit. We've had some really incredibly constructive conversations since where people have sent us voice memos and they've they've talked about how their feelings on something and how maybe they disagree in some capacities but they also saw like they could see our perspective in other ways and i don't know just really cool to see those kinds of conversations unfold right i mean yes 100 percent. you nailed it on the head was like and i'm still struggling with anxiety in a lot of different ways but like that was my initial response but i will say like it just takes me I feel like a a long time to move and process through a lot of those emotions, especially when it comes to disappointment, like disappointing others. It's just like a recurring theme in my life. And I, and I feel like, you know, when I do get feedback quite frequently, it's like, I did something wrong. And Mm. now, you know, I'm in in a place and it's, like I said, I'm still working through it, but it's like, I didn't do anything wrong. I am an adult. I have my own opinions. This is my space, you know, that I, that we've created. This is our space that we've created. And I'm entitled to like, just be myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's, I, I'm stepping more and more into that as, you know, time goes on. And like I said, I'm not perfect and I still struggle with the anxiety of disappointing people. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, there's progress. So totally. yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> We're not responsible for other people's reactions to things that we say. (laughs) Right, right. You know? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, (laughs) I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of a kickoff for this. I don't know where that (laughs) came from, but. (laughs) (laughs) Do we ever? I know. We never do. But so today's a catch-up episode. And, you know, gosh, is there any, like, business before we dive into our own individual catch-ups? I want to, I feel like, what what can we do? Yeah. We have the two, I think two important pieces of business. We touched already on Patreon and how not only do you get more content from us and and more intimacies and connection and like we text with our Patreon folks and we Zoom and it's really intimate there. And not just, I'm not just like join Patreon. Jess and I are awesome. It's like join Patreon because the community is awesome. And I can promise you, you'll meet like-minded friends there. But on top of that, you save, is it 30? 50, $50, $50, $50 on the retreat. And we still have a few spots left. And so just a handful, I'm hoping when this, well, I don't know if I hope, <laughs> to be honest, I hope when this goes live, it's sold out, but it might not be. So check in on that. If you want to save 50 bucks, the most you could possibly spend in our Patreon is 20. And so if you join up, join with the highest tier, you'd still save $30 on the retreat. So retreat, I guess, is the, the business there is that we have a few spots left go snag one. We cannot wait to see you. We are going to eat delicious food and hang out and enjoy each other's company and hug. And did I say eat good food? (laughs) And we have some really fun stuff planned, not just like eating and drinking, but also exploring. We really wanted to make sure we did some of that, more of that this time. And it's going to be a blast. And, you know, we've said this before, we'll say it again. We've seen some incredible friendships and even like business partnerships come from these retreats. And so if you do own your your own business in any capacity, it could be a write-off also. So that's something to consider. There's a lot of networking that goes on and self-development with like Enneagram and, and all that. So that's, I think, number one. And then the boxes. You want to talk a little bit about those? Yeah, I mean, the boxes are live. You know, it's it's so interesting. Like our postpartum boxes are still, I think, bestsellers, but we still have some boxes available for purchase. And these are the postpartum box, which we've re- we relaunched the same as it was before 
for on the initial iteration. And then we launched our new self-care box and that's really for anyone, mama or not, you know, it's just filled with a lot of our favorite things and there's still some of those left. So, and, and this is really like for us, it's, you know, when we launch these limited edition or limited supply stuff, it's, it's, an, an, it's helping us know if y'all want these types of things, if we should pour more time and energy and effort into them, if there's a demand for it, you know, and so we would love to kind of see those or not. I mean, I guess, it, again, it's all information, like see those go to people that need them. And I feel like so many people do need them. So go check it out. It's on the website. They're all live. Is that, is that, are those the main things? I think so. <laughs> cool. So now we got business out of the way. <laughs> Let's do some catching up. Yes. <laughs> do you want to go first or do you want to go last? I'll go first. Okay. So tell like me. So tell me. what my state of energy will be in the next 20 minutes. Okay. I know. I kind of like, well, okay. I'm not going to ruin anything, but tell us what your life is, is, is like over there. Well, I've been working super, super hard for the past almost 15 weeks, growing a human. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Uh, I know. I feel like a lot of people here were probably like, yeah, that was obvious. <laughs> but maybe some of you are caught totally off guard. You might have noticed some episodes where I was like lethargic or barely there, or maybe you heard a gag in the background. <laughs> but we are overjoyed and I'm excited. I wish I could like we could take a snippet of Evie sharing on the Patreon episode, the gender, because I had a couple people message me like that was the cutest thing I've ever heard in my life because Evie actually shared the gender on that episode. But Evie is getting a little sister and we are so excited. It just feels so right. Just like, I don't know. I feel like this, this little spirit has been talking to me for a long time. I know a lot of you've been following the journey and have heard me talk about wanting to grow our family. And it's just been, I am like overwhelmed with gratitude. I know I talked a lot at the beginning of the year about how my word was trust. And I spoke largely to like trusting that, you know, I could take some pause from work and lean into motherhood and really be more present with Evie and know that things would still run. And then also trusting like on a career shift for Rusty and that that would work out. And really so much of that has come to fruition. And I, I believe that it's not just like throw my hands up and like, I trust it's just going to happen. But it's been a lot of manifestation, a lot of converse, very, very real raw conversations between Rusty and myself. And now he's doing this wildland fire thing. And the timing just worked out so well. We actually conceived on our first, my first cycle trying, which is wild. It was a 52 day cycle. We didn't conceive until my, I didn't ovulate until day 39, which is just for me, a testament to leaning into trust and also the wisdom of my body. Because that, that month you might've saw we were on the road back in April. We traveled all the way down to California in the van. We were gone for like two full weeks. And then I got home. And then a week later, I flew out to Austin to be with you and Mallory. And we did a bunch of work stuff. And like, you know, and then I got home and I got off the plane and I said aloud, I am not flying again for a while. I just want to be home. I want to like really just be intentional about like conception. And then I, two days later, I ovulated and we made this baby, which is just crazy. And it's just been a whirlwind ever since. The, I, the, I found out on Tuesday that I was pregnant. And then the following Tuesday, my mom had the huge scare and had to have her head drilled into. And then the following Tuesday, we found out that my, one of my best friends in the world lost her husband. <laughs> so I was back on a plane, you know, within, again, two times within a month, but all through it, just trusting and talking to this life. And yeah, so it's been a whirlwind and I am so utterly grateful. And as Jess can attest to, I have been, I was so sick. Like I thought I was sick with Evie. This was next level, like barely functioning, <laughs> vomiting multiple times a day. You might've noticed on my social media feed, if you follow, like they went from like these beautiful balance bowls and like hummus, homemade hummus and all of these delicious like pork chops and meat. We got this pork share to like sourdough crackers every day <laughs> and that's it. But when this goes live, I'll be 16 weeks and I am feeling tired. I mean, also granted, I've been solo parenting like pretty much the whole summer since Rusty started mid-June. But then now when this goes live, I'll, I'll be on at that point, 13 days of solo parenting with him actually gone fighting fires in Eastern Washington. And I'm just grateful that it was like right around 13, 12, 13 weeks that I started to kind of like see the light. And since then, I only, I've only thrown up a couple times, but yeah, I can't imagine being as sick as I was like over Evie's birthday, like mid-June, all of June the end of May and the start of July were pretty horrendous, but 
I'm here now. I wouldn't change a thing. I'm so grateful. And now I'm just struggling with shit for brains. (laughs) Hey, don't talk about yourself like that. (laughs) I mean, I have wonderful brains. They're so intelligent and creative, but I can't remember anything. Like I've bailed on two meetings in the past week (laughs) with our team (laughs) because it's not like, oh, I'm so busy or what. I mean, I am. I will give myself grace. Like I am keeping a child alive. I am keeping two dogs alive. I'm keeping a house in some semblance of order. I am growing a human and trying to balance work and stuff, but just, just plum forgot. Like, and was not even near my phone to where I saw the text coming in like, Hey, are we doing this? But thankfully you give me so much grace, but yeah, here I am very much pregnant and very much showing sooner than last. I feel like my belly looks like, like, you know, I'm 15 and it looks like where I was about 20 with Evie, which I know is super normal. And Evie talks to her baby sister every day. Yesterday we were on, we've been getting out on a ton of adventures. Now that I feel better, I feel like I'm making up for June where we laid on the couch and thank God my kid is four and pretty emotionally intelligent because she totally got it. And like, she would sit and watch like three, four episodes of Gilmore Girls with me in a row. That's pretty impressive. I know. I just adore her. And I mean, she'd get up and like run and do something and come back. But she, you know, she's not like, she's a pretty chill kid. And she understood. Like she, there was a couple of times where she was like, she was like, I really am happy. I'm having a baby sister, but I just don't want you to be sick anymore. And I was like, I know, sweetie. I am like, I'm sorry. We had a lot of really good conversations. And anyways, we've been doing a ton. Like I drove all the way to Idaho and back and stayed for three nights camping with some friends. And it was like the first travel day out was 12 hour travel day. And at this point I was like, it was like a last minute decision. I was going back and forth about whether I was going to do it because I was still having some rough days, but I'm so happy I did. Um, But there are some rough patches in that travel. Um, And then we got home and then we've been like going to our lake and taking like full days and just exploring and getting out a ton. I love summer so much. And it's been really fun to do all of that with Evie and like really just trying to cherish and embrace this, this summer where dad's gone and it's our last summer, just, you know, just with her. And so just trying to like really soak in that time, not to say I'm perfect. I lost my shit this morning. I was not super patient and I'm struggling a little bit with irritability at times, which I know is common with pregnancy and doing it solo and not having any time to myself. Anyways, all that to say, I've been wearing myself out. So I'm like trying to find the balance of, and we all know balance is bullshit of like getting out, doing the things we love to do, but also making sure that I'm taking time for rest because Evie stops. I know like I've talked on the podcast at length about how my me time in the morning and my rituals where Evie sleeps in and she doesn't anymore. So we're getting up at the same time, if not her waking up before me. And so this morning was just rough. I was, so I ended up just like letting her know like, hey, I need to lay on the floor and flow. You can sit here and do it with me, but like you can't climb on my body and I'm not going to really be talking. I just need to meditate. And she heard me, but she was also a little upset. So just like working through that stuff, prioritizing self-care because it's huge, but also being engaged with her feelings and making sure that I'm showing up fully for her. It's, a, it's an interesting walk, but I feel like I'm doing pretty well most days. You're doing great. Thank you. In case you haven't heard it. (laughs) Someone asked on Instagram, like how, because the other day I posted that I wanted, I did a workout outside. Evie was playing independently inside. We were going to go to the gym and I was like, eh, it's gorgeous. She's playing content. I'm going to go work out outside. And sure enough, she came out halfway and wanted to chat and like grab my dumbbells. And I was like, listen, I am taking care of myself right now. I adore you. I love you so much, but I also have to like love on my body and take care of myself and take time for me. So it's like, you can sit right there and I'd love it if you watched. And then when I'm done, you can pick what we do next. Someone's asking like, how do I have those conversations? And granted, it's different with a four-year-old. I have a lot of friends who have like two-year-olds, which that might not go over as well. But just, I think it's super important for her to see me taking time to care for myself. And that's something that I am adamant about. And it doesn't mean I'm neglecting her. She gets plenty of my attention and we do a lot of fun stuff. And I, you know, but I, I try to include her as much as possible, but sometimes like, I just want to do something alone. And, and I think letting her know that, and instead of just like pushing through and being irritable, it's like, Hey, I'm struggling a little bit. Like, I'd love to just do this. You know, you can sit here, but I'm not going to be chatting while I flow. I'm going to be meditating. And I think that that's important for her to see. And it's modeling, right? Like she sees that and then she knows that she's also worthy of that time or it's okay to be alone or to be irritable sometimes and, and to, or to want to work out or whatever it is. So that is a tangent. I just wanted to touch on that because I got the question on the gram. And so I feel like this is a good place to kind of share that, that at least where I'm at in my journey. 
Hi friends, Laura here with a quick break to tell you a little bit about one of our absolute favorite products and companies. Our friends at Paleo Valley are on a mission to help people reclaim vibrant health, providing products that prioritize nutrient density in an industry that prioritizes everything else. They believe that every dietary choice and every added ingredient is a powerful opportunity to love and care for ourselves. And we couldn't agree more. I love the Organ Complex and C-Serum for everyday holistic health support. And the beef and turkey sticks are our favorite travel essentials when we're out in the van. And right now we are digging the super greens. They're organic, they're non-GMO, and they contain the actual ingredients that you can use that aren't going to cause inflammation. And right now you can get 15% off of your Paleo Valley order with the code MODERNMAMAS. Check it out. What was the question exactly? She said, how? I'm going to look it up right now. Because I mean, I agree. I think that's huge. And I think, you know, just to, while you look up on the gram, like one of the things my mom was always like the the person who did everything for everyone all the time, just like, oh, no, I got it. I can do it. Like, you know, and I feel like, again, it's just modeling. It's like I, I saw that I grew up with that, like vision of what it means to be like a mom. Um, and I don't want to like take anything away from my mom. Like she was, she did the best she could, but it's like, now I struggle against those patterns myself. It's like, I really need this time alone, or I really don't really have the energy to do that right now. Um, but it's mm-hmm. hard to express it, you know, to your kids because you feel like you need to be on 24 seven or you don't, you're not allowed to have those needs, you know? Yeah. With my mom was very similar. And I actually had like the opposite response where instead of being like, that's what was modeled. That's what I should do. I was like, that is, I don't want to do that. I saw her like lose herself. I adore my mom. She was at every sporting match, like all of it, but she didn't have the energy to show up necessarily emotionally for us. So talking about the hard stuff was hard because I think she put everything into like doing everything and being there all the time. And sometimes I wish she had just been like, I'm going to go take this evening and sit alone and have some me time and then come back refresh. Like, tell me how your day was. Like, I actually want to hear how you're doing. That's something that I kind of took. And it was like, you know, I would have rather as a kid, my mom not show up to a field hockey game, especially when I was like <laughs> a freshman and maybe not playing a ton. I would have rather got home that day from school or from my game and then had her like attentively ask how my day was, if that makes sense, where it was, you know, she was there. So she didn't necessarily feel like she had to ask like those types of questions. But so I also don't want to go too far on the other extreme, which I don't think I will. I'm trying to be aware, you know, but yeah, I think we all, it's interesting how, especially I feel like our parents' generation, especially of moms kind of had that ingrained in them in a way. So she said, the question is, I would love some expanded info on how you fit your self-care in while also momming. I would say her name, but I don't know if she wants me to. She's wonderful. We've connected a lot on social media. I have so much trouble doing both at the same time, but agree it's so important to model for our kids. I just bought your flow program. Love it. <laughs> and I've had the same struggle with fitting in weightlifting, et cetera, but find myself trying to do it before her kid wakes up or being tempted to put on a show for her so she can be uninterrupted. I would love your thoughts and experience on this. So sometimes I give her the show. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> like, like put that out there. Not yeah. every time. Yeah. And I try to keep like be aware, like with our Patreon episode, Rusty had left that morning for Eastern Washington two hours earlier than he would typically leave for work. And I had had like planned work time. And so I, she watched two hours of TV because I had to get stuff done. And she was in a very much like not independent mood, you know? And then later on we had the Patreon recording and I was like, I think I've, I've, I don't feel comfortable giving her more TV right now. And I read the situation. It's like our Patreon community is fine if they hear Evie's little voice in the background, you know, or her giggles. So just like reading the situation. And I think sometimes giving them a show every time you're working out could backfire in that, maybe not backfire, but you're, maybe it's a missed opportunity to, to do that modeling, you know, to have them watch you like taking care of yourself in that way. But if you're at your capacity and you don't want to juggle both and, and you know that your kid's not just going to sit and watch, like, what do you need in that moment? Maybe it is to give them a show and to take the time. But for me with the, I guess how I do it is read the situation, read my capacity and then typically for me, I was, because I work from home and I own my own business and Rusty's gone a ton, I reserve shows for if I want to sit and watch something with her, <laughs> because sometimes I do, or if it's like a podcast recording where I can't be interrupted because Evie will, for the most part, 90% of the time, 95, sit and sit through a whole movie without stepping away or interrupting me. She's, she's her dad's kid in that way. And so I try to reserve it for that. And I try not to use it too much or she might not sit you know she might get bored 
So for me, fitness and movement, I don't prioritize shows for that, I guess, in my situation. I try to do it. And I also don't schedule out an hour of of like weightlifting or whatever. I'm typically like 10 to maybe 30 minutes tops. And so I'll let her be a part of it. She'll like cheer me on. This morning, I actually had her count my reps, which is fun. We're working on counting and, you know, so I guess that's kind of where I'm at in this season. I do want to get back into the thought, back into a rhythm last week. And now she's in school again. I didn't have time this morning. So, but she likes to play around at the gym too. But if I take a class, I'll have to put a show on because it's not safe. So again, I guess just reading the situation and I have to like factor in time to explain to her the situation and that she's going to need to just like watch or, you know participate if she wants in this capacity or whatever it is. But again, I think age plays into it also. When I flow, sometimes I'm, she wants to like climb under the bridge or climb on top of me. And sometimes I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm in a mood where that feels fine. This morning I wasn't. So I had to be very clear with her that like, I need this time. And I make it clear, like, you're not in trouble. I'm not mad at you. This is about me and needing a little bit of time to just like decompress and close my eyes and like tune into my body because I feel a little bit out of sorts. And I think that helps too. It's like, I'm not mad at you. I'm not grumpy because of you. I'm grumpy because I need to work through some stuff, you know? And again, a two-year-old versus a four-year-old or a five-year-old, it's going to be different depending on the age. But I still think even babies pick up on some of that stuff. So we started talking to her in that way and explaining things and trying to do that stuff pretty early on. I think that's all on that. <laughs> Do you have anything else on that? No, I, th- I mean, I think that's great. I, I'm, I will admit I've not always been the best at communicating, but I think it's like that just practice with anything. It's like you can talk to your kids, you know, in age appropriate ways, like, but you can explain like, I'm having a hard time. I need a break. I'm going to go sit quietly or do this. Can I please have five minutes or like, I'm going to take 10 minutes or whatever. You know, I, I've become a lot more comfortable with that, you know, and, and granted like Tim and I both work from home. So a lot of this stuff, like we juggle with each other and, you know, there's give and take to where like, there's at least one parent usually like present and you know, helpful and can like, quote unquote, cover for the other parent, but that's not always the case for everybody. But I I think just the more I think over communicating is always going to like be my what I tend to towards, you know what I mean? Like, and even like, again, even with your kids, like you can talk to your kids, (laughs) you know, they are humans and they're learning. And again, like you said, like modeling that behavior, like what it looks like to have a boundary a respectful boundary and one that's you very clearly communicate like this is not about me not wanting to spend time with you or you're not in trouble or I love you <laughs> and I also need a break you know I think that's just like so powerful good on you I couldn't agree more it feels silly sharing other updates now that I've shared that I'm pregnant but no share them let's give them all Rusty's still gone. Rusty's gone. I guess I haven't shared that yet. He left. I kind of did. He left on Thursday morning and is gone for minimum of probably 16 days in Eastern Washington fighting giant fires. You guys, the world is freaking burning. It's terrifying because, you know, he's a wildland firefighter on our peninsula. He's only fought like three fires here because we live, you know, the, the Olympic National Park is like rainforest. And so, and it doesn't get, we had a heat wave early on, which is why there was that giant fire. But for the most part, it doesn't get much higher than like 72 or so. We have plenty of like fuel for fires, but because it cools down at night and it stays, it's pretty moist and all that here, which is dreamy right now. He doesn't get a ton of work here. So there's him and his engine and one other engine at their station. And they're basically taking turns getting rolled to like Eastern Washington or Oregon where it's just, everything's burning. So He left on Thursday morning at like 7 a.m. And I've been getting like one opportunity to text a day, but he's getting back to his. So he starts work at like 6 or 7 a.m. on the fires. And then I'll wake up to a text from him that says it'll be at like anywhere from like 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. where he's just climbing into his tent to sleep. And then he sleeps for like five hours, maybe. And then is up and does it all over again. So he's working his ass off. And he sent me some videos of these just like insane flames and like helicopters flying over, dropping water. It's pretty, it's pretty gnarly, but I'm, I, you know, having him check in and like waking up to a text from him, I'm feeling more and more just, again, it's like the trust piece, just leaning into trust. He's trained. His team is awesome. He knows what he's doing. And I am grateful because I know so many people that I've talked to who who are like military spouses or partners and they, they might go weeks. There's their partners overseas and they might not, I just can't even 
that blows my mind. So I'm incredibly grateful. At first, he didn't thought he didn't have service, but then he found that there was Wi-Fi at the base camp. So I thought I was going to hear from him. He texted me from someone else's phone. And I was like, this is probably all I'm going to get. <laughs> but then he has Wi-Fi now. So that's been huge. How is he, like, obviously... There's a lot of, I mean, this is like a very high stakes job, but in terms, but it's also very like purposeful, like, I mean, very worthy, like, not that not all jobs are not worthy, but you know what I mean? Like there's, it's important. It's noble. Yes. Like how is Rusty feeling about it? Like, I, I hate to say like, does he like his job, but like, is he being fulfilled by it? Yes. And he was waiting, like, you know, he, up until this point, he fought one big, like 13 hour intense fire and then there's been like two like little putsy ones (laughs) and so he has been waiting for this and he i can just tell like he's tired at the end of the night but like his texts are are you know they are you can tell that he's he's fired up this is what he's been wanting to do and so i'm just really proud of him and i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna sit at home and worry and stress and that's not gonna be good for evie it's not gonna be good for me it's not gonna be good for this baby girl growing inside of me so I'm, I'm just leaning into trust and I'm, and I just, I'm trying to soak in his energy too. And truthfully, our financial <laughs> burden, I guess, for lack of a better word, has been on my shoulders primarily for a long time. And it's a huge relief to have him bringing in some income and, and it's not, you know, it's seasonal. So come the end of September, mid October, like he will not be getting paid anymore, but getting these roles, these fires, like it's hazard pay, it's overtime, it's a lot. And so this is what we're, we were hoping for was like, we hope he gets a couple more of these at least. And it's also how he moves up as a firefighter. He needs certain experience. He needs to be able to like check certain things off the list that he's done to move up. And his goal is to get to firefighter one, where if he wants to make this career, like full-time gig or, you know, whatever it is, like this is what he needs and wants to be doing. So he's pumped. He's been talking about fire since I was pregnant with Evie. And it just wasn't the right season. And now we're leading into manifestation and trust. And and here he is. So yeah, he's really excited. The timing worked out so well where it's like he started training Evie's last week of school. Uh, he was able to be home and around for her birthday and for Father's Day. And then he was like in and out of the house when I was kind of at my sickest. So if I need a break or whatever it was, like he was still around doing training mostly from at home in our basement, like the virtual stuff. And then, you know, he didn't really start being gone for super extended periods till I was feeling a little bit better. So again, it's just like, and this baby's going to come in January and he'll have five months at home with us before he's got to go again. So he'll be around and super present without like full-time hours for those like precious postpartum weeks, you know? So it just feels really right. And I'm just so proud of him. And we'll kind of see what happens from here, whether he decides to go maybe city or stick with wildland career or whatever it is. There's, there's a weasel. Is that a weasel? <gasps> a weasel? I think so. It's definitely not a ground squirrel. I'm recording from the van right now and I'm looking out the back window and there's like, I think it was a weasel. That's all I could imagine. Like I've seen weasels before. I've never, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've seen weasels like on cartoons, but I've never seen like a weasel in real life. I had a friend with a pet weasel when I was a kid. <laughs> that's so fun Weird. are they or, like yeah, ferrets ferret? Wait, i was gonna say yeah. like i guess maybe i've I'm seen confused. a ferret yeah maybe it's a ferret i don't know i feel like that's they're probably wild. very similar though anyways that was weird no one's <laughs> got hit by a truck <laughs> that's sad <laughs> i don't even know what i was so yeah he's pumped i'm excited for him i worry a little bit this has been interesting so we da, 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 we own a pistol he bought me shooting lessons for christmas we purchased a pistol and it's one of those things where like, I'm not like guns are the coolest thing ever, but I, I think they are, they need to be respected. I think they serve a purpose. And I think someone who is like, has background checks and is well-trained and knows how to use it. I think it's, for me, it feels really good right now to have him gone for an extended period of time and to have this pistol in a very secure safe in our closet. And Rusty and I ran through some drills in our house when he was at school before he started fire. So the first night he was gone, I think what happened was one of our dogs had a dream and whapped her tail super, super hard on the bed, the dog bed. But all I heard, I woke up to this just like loud whack. And so I was, it was really interesting to see, to feel it play out. A little burst of adrenaline. I would say like a little bit of fear, but only enough to like elicit action. And I rolled out of bed. I locked our bedroom door. Evie was in bed with me at the time. Went into the closet, hit the numbers on the safe, grabbed it, loaded it. I just like out of the cartridge. It's already safety's off. It's like ready to go because we've done all this drilling and then just like 
did unlock the door, close it behind me and did a run of the house. So like the way that Rusty taught me to like move around corners. And so I checked the whole house. The dogs were like just chilling, still asleep. They were like, what are you doing? <laughs> there was no one there. But to have been able to do that and then like put the, the gun safely back in where it goes and climb back in bed and just feel like, you know, I didn't need to use it. It would be like worst case scenario, right? Like God forbid, but I would, I say that, but I would, if it came down to protecting my daughters and myself, I would use it if I had to, like had, had, had to. So anyways, I say all that because I think in the past when Rusty's traveled, I've had a lot of fear at night and we have these two pit bulls, like all that, but who knows, you know? And so it just felt really empowering and a lot less scary to have had that, that like moment where I, I, I wasn't afraid. I, I definitely wasn't afraid to the point of freezing. I took action. I took it quick and I felt like I was very like, you know, in my body and very clear headed. And then like, I was, it took me a little while to fall asleep just from adrenaline, but like I had a lot of peace of mind after I climbed back in bed. And that was just really powerful for me. So anyways, I say, I share that, I guess, for like another piece of this, of the trust puzzle and of like having one less, that would still be terrifying. Of course, I would like shudder to think of it even happening, having to do that, but knowing that I could and that I I would, what if I needed to kind of thing. So it just takes one level down of the like stress or worry about him being gone because he is the protector, you know? And so knowing that I can, I'm also a protector and I'm a fucking mama bear <laughs> if I need to be, I think, I don't even know how, or how I got there, but I think guns are such an interesting topic, especially right now, everything's so polarizing and intense and everyone, uh, people are so like black and white of like all guns should be outlawed or, you know, and I just think there's nuance and I, for one, I'm happy that we have one. So that is that I went from pregnancy announcement to I own a pistol. <laughs> Well, you know, it's all, I think it's just that mother, that mama bear instinct. It was like, you know, it was a logical train of thought for, for me to follow. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and then outside of pregnancy and a rusty being gone and pistols, we've got a lot of travel plans. So even are going to, we've got a couple more camping trips locally, and then we're going to Bend for a week. And then we're going to California for a week. We're going to drive to Bend, fly to California. My sister's having her bachelorette party. So I'm going to be 33 and thriving with a bunch of 27-year-olds while pregnant. It's going to be great. But I'm only staying for one night because Evie's going to stay with her Grammy for one night. And that'll be, I'm looking forward to that and just seeing friends in California. And then she starts school on the day after Labor Day. So wild rest of the summer. It should go quick. And in the meantime, my sourdough stuff is going really well. It's all on Etsy now. I've got an Etsy store. You can buy like virtual content. Uh, tutorials the ebook or like a printed version of ebook my starter the full like the full kit with everything you need and that's been really fun to launch and just have it be relatively consistently sharing and selling and having like new people find me on etsy the sourdough stuff is just blowing my mind the beauty of it all you know (laughs) the way that's become a part of my business in such a magical way and then the way it's bringing people together and my friend laura came to one of my first workshops and then she just posted a picture yesterday of her teaching i think all of her like a bunch of her nieces how to bake and these so she's like with all these young girls and they're shaping and folding and holding these loaves and so proud it just like made my heart damn near burst so that's been really fun and then beauty kind of we've got some fun launches and i feel like a shift in a little bit of a shift in energy there so I think that shift in energy with beauty counter comes with a shift in energy of my whole body and being, I think friends, that's all. I'm going to stop talking now and lay down on the bed. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mind me just getting my hydration on. (laughs) As much as I make sleep and movement and eating nourishing foods a priority in my life, the one thing I always struggle with is getting enough water in my day. Since I got back into regular exercise and heavy lifting, I've started using Element electrolytes in my water to encourage me to drink more. As the weather heats up and my sweating kicks into high gear, really just by going outside in Texas, not only do I need the water, I need the salt, the magnesium, and the potassium too. Not gonna lie, we've also been known to make a mean margarita with the citrus salt flavor. Oh yeah, us too. So delicious, a little bit of kombucha, a little bit of citrus salt, a little tequila, hard to go wrong. That said, We more often use it for our adventures. So for instance, I will fill a water bottle with water and pack it of electrolytes when we go out on our long hikes, our big adventures, and even when I'm traveling, whether in the van or flying, it just, it's so important to keep that hydration and to keep those essential minerals in our bodies all the time. And every single morning I start my day with the raspberry electrolyte drink before coffee, before anything else, 
and I really feel like I've noticed a huge difference in my overall energy and overall hydration throughout the day. That's amazing. And one of the best parts is you can try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, share it with a salty friend and they'll give you your money back. No questions asked. I mean, that is the kind of customer service that we need in our lives. Absolutely. And because we love Element Electrolyte so much, our community members can claim a free Element sample pack, which is seven packets, one of each flavor. And all you have to do is cover the cost of shipping, which is $5 for US customers. All you do is go to drink lmnt.com forward slash modern mamas to claim your freebie and try out our new favorite way to stay hydrated. We hope you love it. Stay salty friends. Well, you have a lot to share. So if you have anything else you want to feel free before I jump in, you sure? Go for it. I want to hear from you now. All right. Well, I mean, I don't have, I'm not pregnant. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't have, I can't match that level of excitement, which it's just been, I'm so glad that now it's going to be like out in the world because it's just been, you know, it's weird. It's, it's, it's not weird, but it's like when you told us, I felt like just as much joy, like, okay, maybe not just as much joy if it were myself, but like, I was just so, so happy for y'all. And it feels good to kind of just like live vicariously through you and watch, watch the pregnancy, you know, progress. And I don't know, just so happy for y'all. It's going to be, it's going to be great. You're the best. And you've been like (laughs) right there, like supporting me and helping pick up the slack when I was relatively I mean, definitely worthy, but also worthless in terms of work stuff. <laughs> well, and, you know, and then we've always talked about this. It's like we, we've somehow, for some really cool reason, I don't know, we're just synced up that way. It's like when one person is struggling and the other person is like, okay, like I can do this and then when, vice versa. Like there's just really cool balance to our relationship, not just as a friendship, but like as a business partnership and you know, I don't know. It's just really magical. And so I'm sure there are going to be times and there have been already where, you know, the rules are going to be reversed. So happy to do that. Let's see in my world, the biggest thing I want to kind of like lead off with this and then end with some like really fun things. You probably are going to be hearing. I don't know if you can hear that right now, but there's like a big trucks in my yard. <laughs> Wait, it's our last day. Our yard is finally, I think going to be completed. And you guys, it is like, it's epic. It's, it's everything that I dreamed of. We, we chose to, to kind of work on our yard this summer because I just have like a really clear vision of eventually like this house, this home being a home to other people in the way that like we can have people over and it can be comfortable and, you know, clean and safe and, you know, bug free. And, you know, I have visions of like movie nights outside. We're going to get like an outdoor screen and we're going to have a fire pit and Adirondacks and like space for kiddos to run around. And the front porch is just like epic. Now we got some rocking chairs and we just sit out there like even in 90 plus, you know, a hundred degree weather, it's like still a really nice place to be. So I apologize for the the truck noises because there's no place for me to get away from them right now. So that is really exciting. Tim and I are, I've mentioned this a couple of times before, but we are celebrating our 10 year anniversary this, this year. And we have not taken a solo trip together since our honeymoon, which is also kind of shocking, but we finally got connected with someone. Cause I, you know, both of he and I were just like, okay, we can plan this. Like, I don't know anything about like travel restrictions and how to navigate this like crazy time, but we know we wanted to take a trip if we're able to. And so we finally got connected with someone who came highly recommended to us and she's going to help us. Thank God. So like a travel agent. And we had a conversation with her on Friday before I got this like epic migraine that just like literally took me out of commission. We had a really good conversation because we were telling her like, we haven't been anywhere. We haven't done anything together at least. And we threw out all these just random ideas and she came back with some really cool places. And because she's a travel agent, that's what she does. She, she is able to navigate all the like restrictions where you can travel, what you need, what you don't need. And so I'm really excited to see, we're going to explore potentially going to Turkey. We're going to put explore Costa Rica. We're going to explore staying stateside and, and going to park city. And we're going to explore blah, blah, South Africa, not soon, but if we chose South Africa based off like what she put together, it would be probably like 
spring and summer because I know there's a lot going on there. And I think it's their winter. I, I can't remember what she said. Anyways, I'm going to let her figure out all that stuff. So we have some really cool options and I would be like thrilled to go to any of those places at any time. And so that just feels really, really exciting because we keep going back. We're like, should we just put it off? Like we could save this money for something else. We, you know, Tim and I are both like very frugal people. But at the end of the day, we're like, this is a big deal. We made it to 10 years. We haven't done anything like for the last 10 years, except save and grow our families and all that stuff, all that's worthy and noble stuff. But we finally were like, we're going to do this for ourselves. And so that's going to be fun. I can't wait to pick something and, and move forward. So I guess right now what she's going to do is take those four places and put together some like potential itineraries and like see, you know, just budget wise, like what fits best. So that's going to be super fun. Let's see. A big thing that's happening right now is I'm dealing with a lot of anxiety and it's just, it's so hard because I feel like a broken record some days. I've, I've had anxiety before, you know, kind of all my life, it's manifested in different ways. And for the last like, you know, 10 years or so, it really hasn't manifested unless like I was in my postpartum phase and that, you know, usually resolved relatively quickly with minimal intervention. But the last like year or so, it's just ramping up and ramping up and getting more prevalent. And it's been hard. I'm not going to lie. Like I will have really good days. And then this is something I talked about on the Patreon episode at night. It's like my brain's like, okay, you've avoided thinking about all these things, but like, what about this? What about if someone breaks into your house? Are your kids safe? Like, you know, what if you get sick? Like, what about your kids going back to school? Like, you don't know, because I'll update you guys on that too. Like the kids are going to be starting a different school. Like, what if it's not a good school? Like, what if this is a bad choice? And it's like, my brain is on this loop of like, hey, let's think about this when I go to sleep. And I've never really had, like my anxiety has never really affected my sleep in that way. I've always been able to sleep at night. And this is a whole different thing where the other night I was just literally in tears with these like imaginary scenarios. And Tim is asleep, you know, fast asleep. And I was like, should I wake him up and talk about this? I'm like, no, I'm not going to wake him up and get him into this spiral. And so I just sat there like crying until I fell asleep. And and that's hard. You know, I'm in the process of finding a, th- a therapist um, to kind of help work through that. But, you know, it's it's different, like these intrusive thoughts and stuff. And so it's been a struggle. You know, one thing after the episode that like I was like worried that someone was going to break into our house and like take our kids. And I told him, I was like, I want like a security system in our house. And he was like, all right. So, you know, he's been so good with it. He's like, I I want you to feel safe, you know? So we did a lot lot of research. We got, you know, a ring security system. I was looking at a couple different things. And then Costco always comes through for the win. (laughs) Costco had the, the ring security system on sale. And so we got that this weekend and installed it. And that's, you know, helped a lot. And we got a couple other things like through ring that will also help. And we have like two giant dogs that bark at literally everything. So, you know, I'm feeling somewhat safe in that regard. So it, but it's just interesting how anxiety works because it's like, okay, I feel safer in my home and now my brain will find something else to like fixate on. It's just, it's, it's wild. So yeah. That's so hard. (laughs) I can't, like I, I can, I can empathize, I guess, in that like, I guess I can feel for you, but like I haven't had, I had some like intrusive anxiety thoughts when Evie was like, two and a half, interestingly enough, when she had started school and we were dealing with a lot of like family drama and stress that were just like, I, I almost didn't even want to explain them or say them aloud because they felt so like off or so irrational, but they, they, it was nothing, it was pure rational in my brain. So I can kind of empathize in that capacity. It's just, it's so intense and it's so consuming. And I imagine that you're just exhausted a lot of the time. Yeah. And that's, that has pretty much been how it's been. It has gotten better over the, you know, I'm, I was on my cycle too, when a lot of these like really intrusive thoughts started to like come to like into my mind. So I know that has something to do with it. I already feel as I'm going out of my cycle, like I already feel like better in a, in a sense. But it's also like, you know, when people tell you like, don't think about purple elephants, 
And then you're like, all I can think about is purple elephants. It's like when I go to sleep at night, it's like this, this feedback loop where I'm like, okay, I just do not, I'm just going to go to sleep. Like, I'm not going to think about these things, but it's like, then my brain's like, but don't you want to think about it? <laughs> it's, it's not funny, but it's like, that's just kind of how it works. And so it's funny when you talk about it the next day, but in the moment, it's like the least funny thing in the world. I yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So it's, it's just wild. Like I said, finding the right therapist is, is going to be, is, is already like proving to be, you know, it's just a process. It's a, a very important relationship. And so I've done it once before and now going back to it, like, you know, I just have to be patient with that. But so that has been a big thing. And I think, you know, I just routinely do not do well with change. And the kids are, like I had mentioned before, I, you know, a big conversation that I had to have a couple of weeks ago was, you know, chatting with our, the head of school where we were currently at the last, I mean, since Bear has been three, we've been there. He's going to turn eight. So five years, it was so emotional. I had called her and I was just crying and she was crying and, you know, it's, all very good, great conversations. And basically, you know, having someone else speak about your kids in a way you can really tell that they care about them. They love them, that they see the best in them. That was really reassuring to hear. And her saying like, you know, this is going to be okay. Like your kids are going to do great no matter where they are. And if they don't like, you can always come back, you know? So that was reassuring. Even though I, I feel in my, my gut that the, we're doing the right thing. Like exploring a new school, it was still hard. Like I just changed is hard for me. And so I think a lot of these changes have been stirring up a lot of those, those feelings and emotions and me wanting to resist change. <laughs> it's just kind of like in my nature. So the kids are going to start school. They start school soon on the ninth. And so we've been getting all that ready and, you know, school supply shopping and they're, they're, they're going to be wearing uniforms this year. And so it's so funny because Bear's like totally cool with the uniform situation. He's like, okay, so I don't have to like pick on my clothes in the morning. And I'm like, no, you just, this is what you wear. And he's like totally into it. Cammie was excited about uniforms until I actually got them for her. And you know, it's like, like a khaki skirt and a green button down. She likes to express herself through her clothing. Let me just, I guess that's one way to say it. So she was very disappointed that the skirt wasn't more twirly and that there were no sparkles. <laughs> <laughs> there were no rainbows or unicorns or butterflies. And so that has been interesting talking her through that. Like you can wear I feel like her and Evie are such kindred souls to be the same here for sure. <laughs> I know. She was just very it was it was disappointing for her. It was a very much a letdown. But I was like, you know, you can wear we can get your bows or like your shoes, your socks, your backpack. Like you can have you can express yourself through that. And and the school that we're going to very much like focused on the arts. They're like, you know, if they don't wear their uniform every day, that's fine. Like they can actually, they have days where they can like wear clothing that they want to, because they're all about like artistic expression and creativity and all that stuff. So it'll just be interesting. So that is a new transition that we're anticipating soon. We're going to be going on vacation next week. Most of the week we're going to, and it's going to be more like a staycation. We're renting like a little house in a town that's close to like an hour away from here on the river. And it's, we're going to be there. We do actually have to come back. I'm, I'm really glad that it's an hour away, but we have to come back for some like back to school nights during the time we're going to be gone, but just for like a short time, then we'll head back and be at the, the cabin for that. So really, really looking forward to that. And then Let's see. I guess the other thing, I, I don't know if now is a good time to share it, but I've been wanting to kind of talk about this journey I've been on with like, I don't even know how to, to term it. Health, maybe fitness. It's a little mixture of everything. And I'll kind of give you the short rundown because I know we're getting close to an hour here, but about six months ago. So y'all all know that like my health journey has been ongoing. In 2020, it was all about kind of making sure that like the basics of my health was taken care of under like all the underlying stuff, my gut health and food sensitivities and, you know, hormonal health and all of that was like really in, in check. And so that was a huge focus and it was so, so good. I did a lot of healing through that, that process of like my internal just my body in general, found CrossFit again, got back into to movement. And I would say in the last six months or so, what I was noticing was 
my body kind of breaking down a little bit, um, like physically, like muscular, like my muscles, my joints was just feeling like I was just not recovering well. I noticed that even though I was eating quote unquote, the right things, I wasn't eating enough. I'm that person who like drinks coffee until like 2 PM. And then I'm like, Oh, I'm hungry. Cause I'm doing all the things. And then I would like kind of chow down. And then just what it was resulting in was over-exercising through CrossFit and under nourishing myself. And so leading to kind of a lot of the opposite things of what I wanted to feel. So feeling tired, feeling I've had like gradual weight gain over the last probably two to three years, you know, and again, like I hesitate sharing this because I don't want to trigger anyone. And I myself have dealt with eating disorders and body dysmorphia, and there's a lot there, but I also you know, want to maybe give a voice to people who know that weight is not like the ultimate indicator of health. And it's, you know, really, I don't know, for me, it's not been a healthy thing for me to focus on in the past. But at the same time, it was an indicator that like, for me, something wasn't necessarily right. And so I, over the last six months, have changed my approach to exercise. I have started eating so much more good quality food, protein, just in general, like really focusing on like fueling myself appropriately. And it's been kind of incredible to see, you know, without much more effort than, than focusing on getting enough and changing my, my exercise, my body has changed over time. And again, like I don't want to trigger anyone and, but I do feel like it's important because I, I have lost almost like 15 or 20 pounds and that's the weight that I've gained over the last like three to four years, I would say of stress and, you know, not really nourishing myself and under eating. And it's, been kind of counterintuitive to what I always thought weight loss was supposed to be like, or body composition changes were supposed to be like. And so it actually feels really empowering because before I kind of entered into this mindset, like I'm going to try this and see what happens. I was really scared because I didn't want to reverse into any sort of like of those behaviors that I associated with my eating disorder. And it's been, like I said, just been the opposite. It's like, okay, I get to eat all this food and it's great. And I don't have to work out and like crush myself. And this is my body like naturally responds to that. So it's just been an interesting process. And again, I I'm happy to answer specific questions. I don't want to necessarily like trigger anyone that struggles with this topic of conversation, but it's been Really, I feel finally very nourished, at least physically, even though my mental struggles, that's a whole different ballgame. I feel like my body is in a happy place. Does that make sense? Of course. And I know we were talking about this, like even back in Austin. And that's been, it's been like really cool to see your journey and the ways that you're like, I don't know. I think, especially right now, there's this like really intense, like anti-diet culture, rightfully so, right? Like I get that to the point where people feel shame or guilt if they have aesthetic goals or if they want a little bit of help with their like macronutrient intake or whatever it is. And it's like, we have to find the middle ground. It's about the individual and what's going to make you happy and what's going to make you confident and, and like feel good in your body. Are you going to count the, like do this kind of thing forever and ever? Maybe not, you know, but you're, you're taking better care of your body in the way that you need to in this season. And if that means like losing some weight as a byproduct of feeling better in your skin, like taking better care of yourself, you lose weight, right? It's not like you're like, I will do whatever it takes to lose 15 pounds. You know, you said it way better than I ever could have. Like for me, it's like, I I'm tiptoeing around it because I, I don't want to offend anyone or I don't know. It's also like, I don't want anyone's opinion of me to change because I do have aesthetic goals. But at the end of the day, it's like what we said at the beginning. It's like, I, I just am who I am. I'm in my own unique journey and I'm not perfect by any means. And I absolutely, like you said, like questioning, like diet culture is huge, but it also doesn't mean that you can't have aesthetic goals for yourself. And the really cool thing that I have, like, I'm proud of myself is that this has been so slow. 
I've been doing this for over six months now and I haven't really talked about it, but it's literally been very slow, very sustainable. I told myself when, when I kind of entered into like this mindset that like I was not going to do anything crash diet wise. I was not going to feel like I was missing out on anything. I was not going to restrict myself to the point where like I, and in fact, like I haven't restricted myself at all. In fact, if anything, I've pushed myself to actually eat more, which has been interesting. And so I really told myself like, I haven't missed out on a birthday. I haven't missed out on birthday cake, pizza, you know, having alcohol. Like I haven't missed out on date nights. I haven't missed out on anything. And that was incredibly important for me. And just going through this process, like you said, like maybe this won't being this mindful of what I'm eating won't be forever. But as someone who's already said numerous times, like I don't have, or in the past, I haven't been intuitive about what I'm eating, how much I'm eating, what that looks like, what my body needs, how I feel recovered, kind of just doing this process to get that baseline has been really powerful because I do feel a difference. Like for instance, if I focusing on protein, if I don't get like the amount that I've become accustomed to as I've kind of ramped that up, like I feel it, you know, and it's just another, it's another point of information for me to take forward as I just like live my life. Yeah. So it helps you tune in more. Some people are in a great place where they can eat intuitively and they don't need that information and they can just like check in with their body and know what to eat in that day, but not everyone's there. Society sets us up to not be there from Mm -hmm. a very young age to lose touch and to like not be able to tune in. So it's such a cool tool to be able to reconnect and then you'll be able to move forward and not need, you know, any sort of numbers or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So that feels like an elephant to get off my chest because I don't know. I was like scared to, to talk about it. I, I, again, it's like, it's, it's, Another polarizing topic, especially as a person who really does believe that like the way we look is the least important thing about us. It's it's also hard for me to deny that the way that I feel in my body doesn't affect the way like other things about my life. Does that make sense? Like my relationship with te- my husband or like just my ability to, to perform in the gym or any of that stuff like it, it does affect it at least for me personally. So anyways. And again, as always with these episodes, Jess isn't telling you, and I'm not telling yeah. you to go take this step in your life. It's, it's, she's sharing her journey, you know, mm. and, and if it's right for you, maybe it's right for you. If it's not, I've done different things like this in the past. I, I won't again, but they were a good tool at the time, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I do feel like they helped me tune into like what my body needs. And through this pregnancy, if I, like when I was super sick, I couldn't eat a ton of protein. And now that I'm feeling better, like I can absolutely tell the days when I haven't had enough mm-hmm. and it makes a big difference or like certain different seasons. I talked a lot about eating low carb postpartum with Evie. When I was like six months postpartum, I went super low carb and it was exactly what my body needed at the time. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I was struggling with terrible brain fog and all that. And then, and then my body told me that it was no longer time for that, you know? And so it's just different seasons call for different things and different assistance from other people. And, you know, yeah. I don't know. That's just a, a tangent, I guess, but we're never telling you what to do. We're just sharing our experiences and our journeys. Yes. Echo that. I love Amen. Let's just get that part in there just to make sure we're clear. <laughs> yeah. And if you're following Jess, you're seeing what she's eating some often and it looks phenomenal. It's not like you're eating like broccoli and chicken breast and sweet potato every meal you I know? know and that's the thing it's like I'm I'm like taking my pizza and I'm putting more stuff on it like it's mm-hmm. just you're eating more than I've ever known you to eat yes since I've known you. yes and it's like it feels so good and it feels good to like feel satiated and like it's just yeah still got my cookies at night like I just I'm feeling really really good so anyhow wow. thanks I'm getting there I'm I'm getting it to a place where the data is matching the intuition. And so again, just reinforcing that information. Holy cow. This episode is going to be rampant with beeps and machines and dogs barking and technology blips. (laughs) Sorry guys. But the content is well worthwhile. (laughs) Don't hate us. Don't come on in the same same comment, say congratulations. And the sound sucks. Just pick one. (laughs) Oh, yes. Anywho. Well, on that Um, note, that's pretty much all I have going on. 
you know, just living yeah. life over here. Big, some big reveals this, this episode. <laughs> the biggest reveal ever. We should do a commercial so I people know. tune in. <laughs> and in case y'all think we tell Patreon everything and you find out with ever with like the public, you're going to find out about this. I don't even know, Jess, if you'll share what you just shared, like your health journey stuff on Instagram. But I know that I'm going to wait a little while to still tell the public public because I, I just want y'all to know first, you're very special right. to us. Right. And we just adore you. So thanks for being there and supporting. And I've had many of you reach out. Some of you already know because you've sent me messages on Instagram like, hey, just curious. <laughs> or like just a message of like to say hi or solidarity about Rusty being gone. And then and then I've just like told people because I know that they care, especially if I, if I know they're listeners. So I just love this community so much. Yeah, totally. I probably won't talk about my my journey on Instagram. So talk about not safety. <laughs> yeah, definitely not, not into that. Not willing to like go fight. Well, I've been eating like, well, I've been eating like uh, this past weekend, we went to Fort Townsend and there's this like local salmon fishery that's like wild and everything. And they, their salmon is used in the sushi at this little market. And I went and enjoyed the shit out of some sushi. I've been drinking raw milk and like raw cheese and organic deli meat. And so I'm just like, uh, I just don't feel like dealing, even if people are coming kindly, like sometimes the influx of questions about that stuff, it's like, again, I'm not telling you what to do, but this is what I feel comfortable doing even during pregnancy, you know, anyways, social media is a weird place. <laughs> it can be magical. And like we have made, I mean, you and I met there, but it, it can be weird. Boundaries. Boundaries. all right well on that note we love you thanks for tuning in and yeah we'll we'll be here next week can't wait all right talk soon bye Bye. Bye. we don't know what to say thanks for listening to our podcast see you next time thanks for listening to our podcast see you next time bye